that is at the core of entrepreneurship. Until you are cutting checks for someone, you don't know what it's like to run a business. Until you are at the point where you can't make payroll sometimes, and that happens, there's ups and downs. Risk, I somehow just run to risk. Just like a special forces operator, they run to the fire, they run to the smoke, they don't run away from it. This episode features a conversation with Mark Carboni. He is a healthcare entrepreneur, inventor, researcher, and is the CEO of PN Medical. Under Mark's leadership, PN Medical has become a leader in the respiratory therapy and cardiopulmonary fields and has been instrumental in dozens of novel clinical studies conducted with Mayo Clinic, fighter pilots, army rangers and SEALs, Olympians, and professional athletes. With a dedication to evidence-based science and cutting-edge research, they have helped almost 2 million people breathe better, overcome illness, improve their physical and mental health, their well-being, and maximize their human performance. Every startup has a distinct origin story, painting a unique journey from inception to its current state. While many first-time founders narrate tales of starting from scratch, not every startup story follows this path. The essence of the startup lies in the narrative of its evolution, how it materialized and grew into what it is today. Understanding the history, the pivotal figures involved, and the core mission is crucial in crafting a clear and compelling story for any business. This is Favorable Environments, a podcast sponsored by the USD Discovery District. And now, here's Mark Carboni. Why don't you, if you could, Mark, just tell us a little bit about your background. I think, uh, you know, the way you kind of found yourself as the CEO of a medical device company. Yeah, great question. I, I'd say it started that I grew up in an entrepreneurial household. My dad was starting businesses from, you know, as early as, and he even ran for politics. So he do he tried to do politics on in the weekends, and then he'd start and run businesses so it, I just grew up in it, and I have uncles too that were entrepreneurs. So it was just in the blood. And then, so I, me and my brothers, I have two brothers, and we would start little businesses, and that really prepared me for where I went. And fast forward to you know after I graduated from you know undergrad college or even before, um, I started. I got into software. I did good in software. I had a couple software companies. I then went into and had a marketing agency, a storytelling agency. So I, I like to switch and really change. And it forces myself to change. It forces my brain to trigger all new synapses when I change industries like that. I did that again nine years ago when I was able to um, become the CEO of PN Medical. Really small firm started by a therapist. Um, and actually my mother-in-law, she was going to sell the company. She was retiring. And I had a fortune 100 job at the time. I took a break for entrepreneurship and I, and this is, this is a good, this is a good thing for everybody. Sometimes you need a break and sometimes you need to study under the best. Yes. When you're young, I can't say more. If, if you're under 30, you're not married, you should be interning every at the best, most possible, most brilliant minds and working for the most brilliant minds in the world where you want to end up or where you feel you are at the moment. But um, I, I had a great job and I and I had the president of a Fortune 100 was my mentor. 
And I took that break for 18 months and it just blew my mind up again. And then right after that, nine years ago, I took over PN Medical. And the first two years, I had to learn so much about medicine that I didn't know. And I was taking all my, you know, I do invention as well. So I was inventing a new product for the respiratory cardiopulmonary space. Just in my spare time, I thought, oh my gosh. And then this company fell in my lap that I could have the opportunity to buy. And I, and I did. And I had software background and product background. So that helped me go, we need to make this a connected device. The whole world's turning to the home. Doctors are trying to, the whole medical industry is moving to the home. So I thought, let's let's get on this. And I was actually complaining. I was on the sidelines about the cost of healthcare and, and found myself complaining about the cost. And I said, what can I do? Let me get in there, see what I can do. Can I create low cost solutions in the medical space. And that's what I've been doing for nine years. You know, one question I think that that we try to ask everybody, what is a skill set or that a part of your personality that was innate from day one that contributed to your success? And then additionally, what, you know, you, you talk about working for a Fortune, you know, 100 company, what skills or what what are maybe one or two things that you picked up during that experience then that then contributed to getting to you getting you to where you're at today? Well, wow, that's a great question. Two things that were I would say innate or I learned as a child. Um, first off, my dad just had this way of he'd always go to the top. So he'd always go at this. He'd always when he had a problem, he'd try to go to the CEO of a company. He would not start at the middle or the bottom. And and I was brought up that, no, when you need something to happen, you go to the decision maker and you have the guts to do it. And that's how my three boys are. I'm raising them to be knights because the world needs more boys to become knights. This world is lost right now. And um, and I'm teaching them. You go, you shake the hand of everybody. And now they've started their own influencer channel, interviewing the top surfers in the world, actually. And they're only 11 and 13, and they've started, they're, they're start launching a show pretty soon. So I was taught that you go, you, don't be afraid of, of going straight to the top and, and, and building relationship with the decision makers. Um, and second is, I feel like I was brought up to be humble. Sometimes it works against me and it's looked as a weakness in certain circles, but that humble, that humbleness um, in the end, it really pays off. And I try to be genuine. I try to be honest as, as often as I can. Absolutely. That, that, that's uh, I think one of the things again, that we, we talk about in this realm uh, in entrepreneurship really is understanding, you know, somebody once told me you leverage the assets that you have, you know, and that's what, like you talk about, uh, you know, being able to be bold, being able to be upfront. Uh, what would you say, Mark, is your relationship with risk? Uh, you know, you talk about being an entrepreneur or at an early age, but did your relationship with risk change as you approached and evaluated this opportunity to buy P or buy into PN Medical? Sure, man, that is a great question because I think that is at the core of entrepreneurship until you are cutting checks for someone you don't know what it's like to run a business until you are at the point where you can't make payroll sometimes and that happens there's ups and downs risk i somehow just run to risk just like a special forces operator they run to the fire they run to the smoke they don't run away from it and and who is that that does that a cow runs from the storm 
a buffalo runs into the storm and he gets through the storm a lot quicker. So I feel like without that, I could have not. Yes, I do have sleepless nights. I do have insomnia over this about that. I do take huge risks and 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 it, and I love it. I live there and I'm going to do it my whole life. And I feel like if you cannot, if you can't embrace risk, it is very hard to be at the top of a company. It's really tough unless you're in some big giant um, company and then it's more po political. But if you're at that, if you're the guy, you're making it happen. And of course, one of my guys I look up to is Elon Musk. I mean, he challenges the most powerful industries that exist on the planet. And the guy is like, just risk is his life. So I embrace it. What is maybe can you tell share with us kind of the your core products and and what you your maybe your mission and vision for this company and and how you're helping people? The company was born 44 years ago in the medical space in the respiratory space. So COPD, asthma, then it expanded chronic heart failure, um, spinal cord injury, and then it went into speech and swallow. 15 million people have dysphagia, you know, and they'll choke to death. So it's a serious issue. So it has been the company was born in the medical space for all these years. You know, I came I came around, I guess it's now when the company was at 34 years old. And that's when I joined. And I thought, you know, first of all, let's get this device connected. So when you put it in your mouth, I can predict an exacerbation 14 days before the patient even knows it. And let's get this into the high performers, the one percenters and the rest of the world. So we were born in medical. We live there. We do research is at our core. Research is as much as product development and it is as much as sales. My research budget is equal to any other budget that we have, even more. So we branched into athletics. That's the high performers uh, from weekend warrior to special forces and Olympians and pro athletes. And now the new avenue we went into, which is full blue ocean, is performers, you know, singers and actors and win instrumentalists. So that is it. And that's like a full company shift. When you do that, you know, I've got clinicians, I've got scientists. I've Then we went into athletics. So now we've got like an MMA title fighter is on our staff now, and we've got other athletes on staff. And now we're going to start recruiting singers and actors um, you know, trying to get people from California to come over to Florida and join our team. You know, uh, as I, I hear you talk, it it seems like the vision for PN Medical has has evolved. Uh, meaning, you know, whoever founded the company uh, was it your in laws uh, forty four years ago, mother in law. Do you think she had that vision of where you're going now? That is such a great question. So. She is a therapist. That's all she cares about, she, you know, and she only cares about the patient and the clinician. And she said that was the promise I had to keep, that I will honor the patients and 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 I'll honor the clinicians. And then she's got, I've got these other customers who try to make me, um, I have to sign on to their portal. I have to do all this. And can you believe it, what they're trying to make me do? I just, so, and she's never seen a balance sheet and she never wants to. So I asked her, who are these clients? So she's got Medline, she's got Mayo Clinic, she's got McKesson, she had all these cardinals, she had all these amazing clients, but you know, small, the company didn't do a ton in sales. It, it was just her and a couple other people. So she just did what she could handle. But that philosophy of giving and being a caregiver, because she was a caregiver for a living, she just asked that I maintain that. And it's and it, it was my parents did that for me too. They they did that. 
And what's cool is if you look at everyone on our team, all our employees from operations to research, to sales, to product development, to software development, I'm telling you, almost everybody just has this servant heart and we all help each other. We cross train. Everyone learns different aspects of the company. You cannot be nimble. You cannot grow and you cannot change fast enough if people don't know how to do other people's jobs. So I, our team is our secret formula. It's the people that work at PN Medical um, that it's just I have people that are givers. I don't have takers on staff. And and that really, I think, uh, you know, speaks to the culture that you've been able to focus on and maintain, which I think in this day and age is uh, not only a priority, but I think has become more challenging as there's been some decisiveness between, you know, thoughts and perspectives. So uh, ultimately, I think that will create a a large opportunity. And and obviously, you know this, you know, for PN Medical to win. Um, Another question, I, I guess, dovetailing on that is how has it been a challenge to educate the public in in understanding what the benefits of your product is and how do you do that it's there's two groups of people and when you're trying to identify your markets for anyone that's watching your show who's trying to raise money or trying to grow and trying to create a great deck a, a sales deck or a pitch deck to raise money is that what i found is I thought, wait a second, everybody, because over 80% of all adults have some form of dysfunctional breathing, but you don't notice it. So who notices it is your doctor said you have COPD or asthma. You cannot breathe. You need to get the breather. It needs You need to help move that oxygen and CO2. So if somebody has to do it, well, those people use our devices. Then the whole other spectrum are athletes special forces who there is no second place. It's so cool hanging out with these guys. They said it's just death or dismemberment. That's second place. So they have to do things to have the stamina, to have the cognition, to hold their gun straight, to be able to run, you know, two kilometers and and not be out of breath because they're running for their lives. But then athletes who get paid for a living or amateurs who want to make it to the big leagues, so those people die hearts, no problem getting them to adhere and use our devices. Guess what? It's the whole 280 other million people in America that are in the middle, that they don't realize that by age 30, your lung capacity actually starts shrinking. You think you're just getting old and you don't realize that if you're not working it, if 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 you don't know how to activate your entire trunk, you know, there are 94 muscles of respiration. There are 124 muscles of um, posture and our device affects all of both of those huge muscle groups and that's your trunk that's your support that's the that that's what keeps you going that oxygen exchange that you do matters you know you can go without water and food but you sure as heck can't go without breathing um and you know it 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 that stuff matters. Yeah, and and again, uh, I just through educating myself, listening to some of your previous conversations, I'll be the first to admit I probably fall in that two hundred and eighty million, you know, in the middle of. And, and you're absolutely right. My thought process was, man, I'm just getting old. You know, I've got maybe bad genetics, or uh, you know, one thing that I think you brought up uh, earlier in, in another conversation was after thirty. Is this correct? Correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, um, there are adults who never take a full breath. No, it's usually after about sixty-five, an elderly person may never take a full breath again for the rest of their life, okay. and and you just wow. don't notice it. You just think you're getting weaker, 
you're just sending less oxygen. And, you know, there's 76 or so forms of dementia. Well, a huge amount of those have to do with oxygen not hitting the brain properly. And, and you know, your brain needs oxygen to function. So how, when you look at the important work and the, the product and the benefits your product can have to the public, how did you structure it? Uh, when you when you looked at kind of this opportunity, what would you say were the, maybe we asked the top three things that contributed to the success and the scalability of PN Medical? Uh, you talk about raising money and capital and partnerships, but what are those three things if you drew them out for PN Medical? And I know a lot of people know this, you have to have a good story, you have to have a good vision, or you will not attract the people. If you don't have a ton of money up front, you're not well-funded, well, you're going to have to do it the hard way. And, you know, luckily I came into a small company that had a great product. They were first 44 years ago. They were the first in the cardio, in, in the respiratory muscle training market. So it was cool being there. There's tons of companies after us, but having a decent small customer base, but with really substantial customers mattered. So maybe I had a little runway that a startup will not um, and, and you got to be aware of that. You know, I'm, I got to say this, you hear everybody talking about their success story. A lot of times, because I've met people, I've met, you know, people at the billion dollar level and the hundred and two hundred million dollar, that's a whole different ball game. And they may just want to go into that space because they just want to go there. And they said, I can manage this guy. I'll give him the money. So there's a lot of luck involved. Um, but nothing happens without the hard work. So, um, Again, for me, what I didn't realize until a while in, I thought this was not necessary, but in, especially in the, in the medical space, you have to find somebody on your team early who is a really smart business savvy attorney because he paves the way. And this is something that I was in the first few years, I went for money, I got an angel round, and then I was going for a bigger round. And I met this big investor and, you know, they're looking, they look to disqualify you as quickly as possible so they can move on. They're just waiting for that bad answer. So he said, what's your 3%? And I think I've said, maybe you've heard me say this on a podcast, but hey, what's your 3% plan? I said, what do you mean? He goes, okay, after I tell you what it is, this lunch is over. The fact you didn't know the answer, but I'm going to tell you. He said, when you hit two to 3% market share, the big guys will see you. They're gonna, either going to crush you or start crushing you and buy you. Or another way you're going to be eliminated. So you have to have that 3% rule. There is no hockey stick. There's, there are one, you know, one out of every two, 3,000 companies has the hockey stick event. But you got to have that 3%. And it hit us. When COVID hit, the company just boom, just, we just, we doubled in size overnight when COVID hit because we were here and we, and it was the respiratory system. And the knockoffs and the counterfeits hit like crazy on Amazon. We got, flooded by Amazon, didn't see that coming. Overnight, we had like 15 competitors overnight coming in at half our price. And, you know, multiple lawsuits later and, and, and just constantly attacking. So I'm not going to be bullied. That's something I teach my kids is you, you face the bully, you, you, you square up and, and you try and you try to win. Of course, you don't destroy the company or yourself in the meantime, but we actually fight the counterfeits and the knockoffs and we fight them in court as close as hard as we can and i'm not for making lawyers richer but you need a lawyer and then you need a sales guy right 
you need a rock star sales guy. If it's not you, if you're not the sales guy, you better get it. If you're the inventor and you're the visionary, there better be a sales guy. And it, I don't know if it's my, where I live in med tech, but that's why an attorney really matters. And I've never said this before. I was going to be an attorney. So I was going to law school, opted out and went and got a, a business degree, got my master's in business. And, but someday I still want to be a lawyer. I don't know. I might in my next life or my next career be a lawyer. Um, this is so fun, uh, d analyzing and problem solving, but those are the three, I hope that wasn't such a long answer, but salesperson, the, the idea guy and an attorney have seemed to be really helpful to me, but at, but here's the core though. If I didn't find this amazing team, like when I started, one of my first hires was off Upwork and she still works for me. My chief scientist, a geneticist out of Austria um nina you know dr balsic and she's still with me she was i think she was first hire right after i started i said research matters and then we've just you know we've had ups and downs people don't work out it's not a good fit for them or it wasn't a good fit for us but i can't tell you more that how i can sleep at night is because of my team when i don't sleep it's because i'm trying to come up with some crazy idea that's going to cost us a ton of money and and i'm trying to push the envelope and and take risks but my team is, you know, and, and that's how you can eventually buy more companies, right? You have this amazing team in place. Now I can go buy another company or or we venture in some other area because I know that they've got it and the team's got it. Absolutely. No, those are those are those are great uh points and and it seems like everybody you know has maybe a little bit different journey with a little bit different flavor but i think that the points that you hit on are common denominators uh and you know kind of and we can hear lessons and we can read them in a book but sometimes i think talking to somebody who's walked the path and had the actual journey uh weighs far more value than than some of the other stuff and so uh, appreciate that um Maybe walk us through, you know, what's what's next for PN Medical? What what's on the horizon? Yeah, um, that's 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 pretty exciting. So we are, you know, we created this connected device as soon as I joined. Um, we were developing at the incubator at Florida Hospital, which is now Advent Health, because the company was born there way back when it was just one facility back then in uh, Winter Park, Florida. And they saw what I was doing. The story was amazing that, you know, Peggy used to work there for a number of years back in the eighties. And then here I am in 2015 and they're like, oh my gosh, this is like a legacy story of family. This is a family story. And it, we got into the incubator cause it was really only employee incubator within ideas from doctors and clinicians. And then, I got a special invite because she used to be an employee and, and we created a connected device. We tested it. It could predict an exacerbation 14 days before the patient even knew something was up. So I tabled it for the past few years. Well, guess what? We just found a team. We were, you know, and I have a software background, but we've, we found this amazing team that is in a couple different spots around the world, but based here in America, the smart, like all the brain power is coming from America, but from the medical industry of in AI, in connected devices, in sensors, and, and what's gonna work because 
even though that was my big fandangle idea, fantastical idea, whatever you want to call it, I'm going to create this great connected device. When we started even testing it, um, people could not remember their login to download the app. They didn't know their password. They couldn't get the Bluetooth to work. There's so many issues. You think you create this great connected device, but in the end, you still have to have the non-connected solutions when things go wrong. You know, right? Everybody's got a plan. Everybody's got this amazing plan until Mike Tyson hits you in the face, right? So, and it happens all the time, right? Um, so what's happening now is this, the baby that was birthed when I started, it's called Breather X. It is going to finally hit the market at the end of first quarter of 24. So really soon it's going to hit. We're going to launch a light and then the big one is going to come later in the year. But uh, with with the with the addition of AI, I know that's the big thing. And where's it going to go? What's going to what's going to happen with it? But it helps. It helps predict because uh, we can only watch trends. We can't we can't tell a person what to do. We can just monitor the trends and and see where they're trending up or down. And we can say, hey, look out, um, stop sign ahead. So that's the most exciting thing coming. And then also secondary with our research, our COVID research that we did over the last few years, um, we're launching pretty big in Germany, actually. So the German government is going to take some of what we're doing. And I know it's, and and then it's actually happening at the same time in America at Advent Health, where we were born. So Advent's doing something with us in their COVID division, and then it's going to expand. So really cool what we're doing on the recovery front and what we've learned about, about the human condition in all of this. You know, as you talk, Mark, I mean, clearly it's it's a passion for you. And I think even inventing or causing, you know, new iterations from, you know, the research that comes out and some of the collaborations that you do, do you have a leadership philosophy that you use to kind of be the catalyst behind some of those uh, those new ideas and those new partnerships? Man, that is, that is so good. So mentors mean a lot to me. And you know, it, it's far and but far and few between because you got to pick good mentors. So recently, a gentleman, Mark Allen Hayes, was a chief mentor of me. I have a couple. You you got to surround yourself with guys who have already done it, and um, he's done it. He's done it really well with a lot of companies on the sales side, where he builds great sales organizations. And that was he what he said. You know, research and all that is great, but if you don't have the money to fund all that and fund the product development, well, then you just have an idea. So Mark, Mark's getting a PhD in leadership. So he's been downloading all that to me. And what he's been working on is called trans, transformational leadership. There's tons of research on it. And there are four parts to it. And, and I'm trying to incorporate it. It's slow, but I'm trying my hardest to, and we're going to do it at, at the company now. So it's it's four things. It's idealized influence. You set the vision, your vision casting, but behind that under it is loyalty building. And I was not working on getting loyalty from my team. I was expecting loyalty from them. And they're like, Be it. no, sorry, dude, I'm not going to give you loyalty. So they need to see that I care about them first. I'm doing better. You know, I'm going, I'm running and gunning all the time. And I don't realize even at the family level, I'm like, oh, wait, it's dinner or whatever. We got to go out to uh, Disney. And I, I actually forget to eat. You know, it's the life of an entrepreneur. You just go and you develop. So I realized I had to really take a humble pill with that, that I was not trying to earn loyalty from my team. So part two is intellectual stimulation. 
if I'm not challenging my team, they're going to leave. They need to feel that they're growing. If they're not growing, they're going to leave. And then the third is individual, individual consideration. What that means, it's tough sometimes, is I have to be more forgiving. I have to just say, go do it. And even though I think, oh, I got a better idea. I've done this. They're, they've only been here for two years. They probably don't know. But this, this one's been hard because I'm like, we are going to probably lose 20 grand on this idea. But I have got to get better and I'm trying to be more forgiving. Let the failures happen. Let the ideation happen. You remember the beginning, you hear the stories when Google started. I mean, I don't like their leadership philosophy. I don't, I don't like their uh, political worldviews. But I love the way that Google just let people make mistakes um, and I have to, and I have to let people, I just let it happen and then do an after action review. Okay. What can we do better? What, what would you do better? Uh, not me go, man, you screwed up. You did these three things wrong. And all they're going to do is never come up with an idea again and just tell me to go somewhere. And then the fourth is inspired motivation. It's, it's to know that the hard work is going to pay off in the end. But I better have a payoff for everybody because that's a lot of that's a lot of fluff a lot of times and people get lied to a lot. A lot of leaders lie to the lie to um, the people that follow them. And you got to really catch yourself because one lie and you you may not be forgiven ever with an employee. Oh, that that's great. It sounds like you've there's a lot of intention that goes into kind of implementing those within you know your your leadership as well as your company and uh, something certainly to be to be recognized and and hopefully emulated. Um, uh, you know, we're kind of getting to the end. I always like to kind of wrap up with kind of a few big questions. So. Um, uh, if, if you don't mind, I, I guess one, one question we have, what do companies need in this current business climate that we're in today, specifically biotech or med device, uh, to succeed or scale or be around for that, those next wave of, of employees or people that are going to run your company or, or be available and additionally also your clients. But what do companies need that, uh, that is really important as you see through, through your lens at PN Medical? So it depends where you are in med tech. So if you're a class two or class three FDA, you know, set of devices, of course you can't, you have to go into the new medical side of Amazon, but everybody has to have an Amazon strategy. And that Amazon, you need to protect your brand. You need to not quickly sign up resellers. You need to be the brand registrar of your brand and start really slow because what happens is it's a price to the bottom if, if you do not properly enter Amazon. So everybody needs that Amazon plan. And I know if people are in software subscription and other things, it doesn't work on Amazon. You have to find other, other avenues. But it's big for us. Um, we were totally just straight to acute and hospital settings, nursing homes, and it was fully that, but it's shifted. COVID forced us, forced us fully into the consumer market. So consumers like 50% now for us. Um, to be prepared for this, to where we're going, you know, it's we're in we're in this unknown space where spending's out of control, inflation's inflation is not great. You know, there's there are a lot of global issues going on and you need to know where it's going but i'd say that what you think's coming in 10 years typically doesn't happen 
technologies, what the, what people say, what's coming, they have a reason why they're saying that it goes a lot slower than we think. Um, so, um, that's one thing is it's funny is I was going down this whole connected route and I said, wait a second, let's just shore up what we've been doing for 44 years. So we, we remade the existing device. We upgraded it and did the 10 enhancements that device needed. So while I'm doing all this for these last, like the last six years, we're pouring into development, the, the core product, the breather, we're respecting it. We're not going for the sexy. We need to, be really good in the market where that pays the bills and let's not forget that. And it is the non connected, non-sexy device that does pay the bills. So um, that's it. And I think it's the partnership. I think it's the relationships that you have to know some connectors and networkers. Um, but, uh, but at the end, I think, man, you have to have drive take growth hormone or something, get sleep um, because you're in for a rocky, rocky and me, I'm 54 now. So now I'm on testosterone, growth hormone and a couple things to get my, cause I, cause that's one of my passions is to fight my insomnia. I have horrible insomnia. So um, your body has to be in tune. You need to start the day with a ritual and end the day with a ritual so that you actually can disengage from the craziness of being an entrepreneur. Absolutely. I would, I would unequivocally second that Mark. <laughs> um, what are there, are there team members that the world should know that, that are on PN medical that you want to, that you want to lift up or that you want to recognize? Man, that's hard. Um, because everybody is really special on the team. So I'm going to call out the teams, you know, our research team is amazing science our science is, is first class. Our sales team is in it for relationship building, not for the quick sales. So the sales team has high ethics, um, operations. That's where we're building. Um, and I will call out my newest hire there. I hired a chief of staff, an executive assistant, but she's really a chief of staff. Her husband was a big politician in Montana, actually. So she understands how to do that. So, as soon as somebody can, as soon as a leader can afford to have someone like that by their side, it doubles your effectiveness and it's worth it. You got to invest in that because it frees you up to create and not get stuck in the business, but work on it. So all our teams, you know, our marketing team, we're building an amazing marketing team. Our marketing has suffered. We've, we've not worked on that. So now we just recruited a couple rock stars. We got somebody from the Mavericks and we got another guy who's got, um, he worked on 14 Emmys and he's heading up our social media. And the guy's got, I think 13 screenplays in Hollywood that he's trying to get sold. So the guy, like he is, he is a doer. And, and so I feel like our marketing is now going to hit. So anyway, long, long answer to say that the team is actually what makes me look good and why we are where we are. And that your answer there really resonates on kind of that first point you said about the the four points, but loyalty building. I mean, just being able to to t tell these the stories of the people that are you know surrounding PN Medical, uh, very important. I think from our perspective here at the the USD Discovery District. Uh, one last question I always ask: uh, what what would you like the world to know about Mark? Oh wow. Um... 
so before, so my wife and I got married 15 years ago and our oldest now is 13. So my life changed on that day. And, you know, we've had, we have an 11 year old and a five year old. So man, what I want them to know about me is that it is not true what Hollywood sells us. If you pour into your kids, they will not be overly influenced to have sex early. They will not be overly influenced to start doing experimental drugs and getting into all these, just these, these behaviors that don't lead to a great human being that gives instead of is a taker. So what I want them to know is, man, do I care so much about the development of my family and which carries over to the PN medical team um, is that is that same approach that, you got to pour in if you're not if you're not pouring into your kids someone else is pouring into your kids if you're not pouring into your employees headhunters are pouring into your employees so th that's that's something that is is that's something about me that really and and number one in my life that was guided that has guided me through this is the bible is god is jesus um it's 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 a guidebook to life reading the bible don't read the hard one don't start with king james Get an easy translation. That's what scares people out of the Bible is it's so hard to read the old English. But um, that's our guidepost. As the world gets all wacky, um, it's it's still. God is still. God has answers. And that has been what's kept us, our family close, my wife and I close, and our kids closer. Yeah, that's that's great. Uh, we certainly appreciate uh, that insight and you know your candidness because that I think that's what we're all about here is trying to understand. You know, there's just so many different parts and pieces to becoming successful, and in a lot of that, sometimes failure is a part of that. And so, uh, being able to share that vulnerability is is uh, and and that transparency is is big for us. So appreciate it. Um, Remind us one more time what uh, where we can get your product and uh, what uh, what where would you like to direct us to find out more about your product? Yeah, and thank thank you so much for having me. You search the breather or search for PN Medical. Thank you for listening to this conversation with Mark Carboni. This podcast is sponsored by the University of South Dakota Discovery District. The USD Discovery District is a newly established research park located in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, committed to offering cutting-edge life science facilities to companies engaged in advancing life science, biotechnology research, and innovation. For more information, please visit usddiscovery.com. And if you're listening to this episode on Apple Podcasts, please consider giving us a five-star review. That would help us greatly. Thank you. Thank you.